You gotta love new WWF figures with real wrestling action. Jake the Snake Roberts versus the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Yeah. DiBiase lands a million dollar punch. Match Hulk Hogan against the Macho King, Randy Savage. Oh, yeah, my almost master finish Hogan, guaranteed. Hogan slams him again. Match Andre the Giant against the Ultimate Warrior. Andre will squash the Ultimate Maniac. WWF figures so close to the real thing, it's like being in the ring. Welcome, everyone, to Perched on the Top Shelf. I am your host, former Dirt Sheet writer and host of Perched on the Top Rope, Lee Walker. And we're not at the Hasbro bar tonight. We're in one of my man cave rooms. This is my Hasbro room, ladies and gentlemen. And while you see some figures not in a case, it's not because they're not a chase. I just don't have a case for them. Sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm also joined by avid collector, vlogger, perched correspondent, Justin Largitoe, which, by the way, fans, go to YouTube.com in Justin We Trust. Homeboy was just part of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and you will hear about that Thursday. No, I'm sorry. Friday on Perched on the Top Rope. But first, let's get into this. Justin, how you doing, bro? I'm great, man. I'm excited to talk about this line. I know how big of a fan you are of it and just kind of going through getting ready for the show tonight. It was I'm I'm pumped, man. This was my childhood memory lane that we're about to walk down. Uh, These are the toys I had as a kid. And if you've seen us on social media, facebook.com slash perched on the top rope uh, in various Facebook uh, figure groups, we made a list. And we have compiled a lot of episodes dedicated to the WWF Hasbro line. And tonight we're going to talk about series one. And it's going to be a little longer than what most would expect because there's a lot of little neat things in series one, Justin, that a lot of people don't realize. And I don't have any prototypes of figures, uh, so it's, it's nothing along those lines. But Justin, what I do do have is a prototype of the cards from Series 1. And these cards reveal a lot about the Hasbros and some of the little hidden gems that people might not know about. So Justin, I want to start off by showing these. I bought these from a collector out of uh, Germany. He had other ones. Uh, And for the longest time, I wanted to collect the entire series of these, Uh, but they're they're rare. They are expensive. This cost me like a thousand dollars for some cardboard, by the way. Check this out, Justin. It is. Wow. Trick and tip little one about the Hasbro's you see right there in the age. So this is the card. But here's where you're going to see where it's a little different. How about that? There is no red. It is all yellow and white. Right, yeah. That was the original colors that they were going to go with. Oh, shit. Now, here's my other one. This is Axe. And again, no red. There it is, same thing. So now, fans, I'm going to show you at home, out of my personal five and up collection, there's a big difference. We're going to talk about that in a second. But I'm going to show you what the cards looked like with the figure on in the first release of Series 1. That's an important thing right there. Now, I am transferring all my figures to acrylic cases. But Justin, what could... <laughs> some red in there, isn't there? There, there is. You know, and again, the important part to me is that says five and up. Now I'm just kind of looking through as well, and maybe we'll dig into this a bit later. It looks like some of the carding above the WBF logo in this series 
some of them say official at the top of them, and then some of them don't. Yes. Now, Justin, in the first release of Series 1, above the WWF logo, there is nothing there. Nothing. Right. So let's dive, dig deep into that right now. The first release of these cards were five and up for the age. In the second release, we see the series one is four and up in age. So there's two different series of series one. And within that, you'll notice, like you just said. So in the second release, honestly, I think it might be the third release. The second release is four and up. They didn't have uh, the official above the logo. And I'll show you right here. With this Jake the Snake Roberts that is autographed, that is a four and up in the second release. There's nothing there, right. correct? Nothing there. So this is a second release from the series. Now, here's a great example that I can show you. With a four and up Brutus Beefcake. There's the official. Right. This would be considered the third release in the series. So literally the first two waves of this didn't have the official on the carding, but when they got to the third wave, they stamped it on there. Correct. Like here's a ultimate warrior four and up, no release, no official above. Yeah. It's very weird. You know, I, I, I really think it just boils down to trial and error at the time, Justin. Right. You know, um, some things that you can see on these figures is also really interesting. With the, with the first release, you had bio card variants. You know, on the back of the figure, they have the bio card. Yeah, there's variants. So when Ultimate Warrior first came out in his series, his the back of his card reads is the WWF. I don't know if you can read that or not. And uh, not really. I can just see the WWF logo in Warrior. So it reads is the WWF Intercontinental Champion. The newer version that comes out has a different bio card, I believe still within series five. And you're gonna get a, you're gonna get a little kick out of this, Justin. So that ultimate warrior is the first ultimate warrior in the release. Mm -hmm. And that's a five and up. I showed you the age. Does that say five and up? Yes, it does. On the back of this figure, this Ultimate Warrior, the back of the bio card says won the WWF championship title at WrestleMania 6. So the first series of Series 1, the first release, had him billed as the Intercontinental Champion. WrestleMania 6 comes along and Ultimate Warrior wins the WWF championship from Hulk Hogan. And he's, you know, and... After that, they changed the bio card. Still within series one, they changed the bio card. Now they do That's this kind of crazy how they went out of their way to do that, too, honestly. Yeah. Now there's two others, Justin, that they did this with as well. You have Akeem and you have the big boss man. Mm -hmm. Now, at that time, they were in a tag team. So this, I absolutely love. See the age? It says five and up. Yep. This is a graded five and up big boss man with an 85. That is mint. Yeah. That's a five and up as well. So you, you can see that I'm holding two different figures. Justin, on the back of this one, 
it, it, it's it's different. It says a member of the tag team Twin Towers. Oh shit! Now this one, I'll tell you in a second. And this one on the back says brings his own brutal brand and of law in order to the WWF. This one is actually the first release in series one of Big Boss Man because of the member of a tag team. However, obviously we know the tag team breaks up. Right. So not only does the tag team break up, WWF and Hasbro are kind of left with not knowing what to do. Now, I don't know. Can you see that, Justin? Do you see like the grime on that? I do. That's because there was tape on this figure. So literally they just taped over the uh, part of Twin Towers part. Yes, they taped over this. Gotcha. And the best part is I got something. I love the shots of Lee in this video. It's literally like he's going through a fucking Hasbro museum. <laughs> I have every version of this, big boss man. Do <laughs> you see the tape? Uh, lift it a little bit higher. Like, tilt it. Uh, I can kind of see it, yeah. How about like that? Okay, no, I definitely see it now. That's the tape that they used on this. Right. So I've got every version of this boss man with the tape, without the tape, and the different variant. Now, as I said, they did this with Akeem as well. This Akeem, I don't know if you can see it that well, this one had the tape on it but the tape has faded to nothing right and you can see through it where it says a member of the tag team twin towers now this one this one doesn't have it this one's different so they have all these different you know a few guys with some bio card variants other things that are noticed in the first release of series one, some of the cards are a little lighter. They're a lighter blue compared to the newer version. Right. And I'll, I'll, I'll give a good example right here. Like this is a four and up beefcake. It's darker. Hulk Hogan is the first release of series one is a much lighter blue. Yeah. And that is something that you see throughout the five and up in the series one. They are a lighter card. It's not until four and up that we see them become darker with a darker, like navy blue almost look. Now, right. Justin, I believe um, you have the series one figures loose, correct? I do. I have them all right here. Look at that. So in series one, you have Hulk Hogan, you have Ravishing Rick Rude, Jake the Snake Roberts. Axe and Smash, the tag team demolition. Oh, yeah. Macho Man. Macho Man Randy Savage. Dig it. Brutus, the barber beefcake. With the shears. With the shears. Look at that. We next come to the ultimate warrior. Look at that. The first man 
in the WWE Hall of Fame, Andre the Giant. Akeem, formerly known as One Man Gang. African Dream. The big boss man, the man from Cobb County himself, baby. Better read the signs, respect the law and order. And then we round up with the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody's got a price. Oh, yeah. And these Hasbro certainly have a price. <laughs> and it ain't cheap. <laughs> no, it is not cheap, ladies and gentlemen. Now, these figures all have different actions. Some of them are the same in the series. But they were new, smaller, compared to its predecessor, the LJNs. They didn't move. These had action, action that made these figures move, which was really awesome. Justin, I'd like to showcase some of those if we could. Yeah, man. Who, who do you want to start with? Because honestly, this is a strong lineup right here. This is honestly probably, I would say, the best lineup to the Hasbros. I'm, I'm just that's a partial because it's. I think I have to agree with you on that. So. Let's start with the man himself, the immortal one, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, you, you can't have a WWF figure line series one without Hulk Hogan in there. And, you know, we see him a few times. This one has the Hulk rule shirt. He has the uh, gorilla press action. Good old red, red and yellow Hogan. Uh, tears on the back. Bandana with the red. Now, uh, this Hulk Hogan was amazing. Uh, it was October 4th, and it was my, believe it was either my fourth or fifth birthday, Justin. That was the first figure I opened up, ever, ever. That Hulk Hogan right there. It's a beautiful figure. It's a beautiful, yeah. beautiful figure. You want to know who the second one was, Justin? I think I have a good idea of who it was. Who do you think it was? Was this guy? It was not. Really? It was not. Was it Macho Man? Nope, because you know who my second favorite wrestler was as a kid? It was the Big Boss Man. Oh, yeah, let's talk about this one, because I think this is a fucking iconic Hasbro right here. Look, you got the... You got the nightstick... Literally big boss man right there on the uh, chest piece and everything. The strap, the sunglasses. And, you know, he was only one of three that came with an accessory. Right. You know, but it was such an iconic look. He was a big dude, you know, so the stature fits. You've got the nightstick, which is awesome. You know, the shades. It's honestly, in my opinion, probably the most realistic looking of the Hasbros because that looks just like spot on with Boss Man at the time. In oh, the absolutely. face. It was absolutely. perfect. And, and Justin, you know what? what was his action? Okay, yeah. So his was, uh, would you consider this the Gorilla Press too? Not really, because he doesn't have the open hands, right? No, but I can read it off the card. Yeah, I'm going to look right here. I think it was like Boss Man Slim. It was the Hard Time hard Slam. Time. Hard times, Sam. You know, and he had an amazing finishing move, too, with that sideways sidewalk slam. Right. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was awesome. So that was my second Hasbro ever. Um, and, you know, that's going to be an ongoing trend for me because uh, you'll notice that I seem to like a lot of the bigger guys, at least in the Hasbro line, because their mold is so unique and you can really only use it once, like with this big boss man, because you have the shirt and everything molded. Yeah. So literally, literally a one on one when you think about it. Yeah. You know, other ones would be like uh, that have that one of one fashion to them, like Andre the Giant. Yokozuna. But we'll, we'll, we got a while before Yokozuna, but we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about him eventually. <laughs> we got, we got a while, but you know, we're, we're just pointing out some of, uh, some of the one of ones when it comes to the molds. Yeah. Look at Andre. There's Andre. 
you know, I'm glad they got him in the line, even though um, when the Hasbros came out, he was just about being done wrestling. Right. He was towards the end of his career by the time these uh, these hit shelves. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was done by 92 and these came out in uh, 1990, 91. Right. You know, so uh, very, 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 very cool. Now, I don't know how I feel about them giving Andre this action. It's the same one as Akeem, and we'll get to him in a bit, but it's the... Uh... Yeah, the body. Like, right. Sort of... It's a little, like, spring in the abdomen. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, I just... I, Andre never did, like, a fucking, you know, body, body slam. Or, or, or like, a headbutt. Like, I think, like, it was more like a headbutt type <laughs> thing that they might have been looking for with that one. But, yeah, you know, while you brought up Akeem, let's show him off because it's yeah. a very similar... Let's do you know, it. Different hand. The hands are in different molds. Obviously, thinner legs compared to Andre's figure. Yep, and he has the same thing. Yeah. I do kind of wish we got a one-man gang in the Hasbro line as well, but I believe there is another company making a retro-style one-man gang, so at some point, but... Yeah, I would have absolutely loved to have seen love to have seen the one-man gang in this line right but you know we just missed out he started the tag team with big boss man yep and that's that's where we're at became african yep you know yeah and you know for series one this is the first series and you have some tag team people you know the twin towers they were tag team people when these figures first came out axe and smashes demolition tag team people you could even stretch it for the mega powers even though it was far beyond that time yeah but this is a solid 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 lineup and honestly they're like as a collector myself they're my favorite to get autographed yeah they're my favorite you know but seeing as we're speaking of tag teams let me just pull out axe and smash quick uh demolition We'll start with, I believe this is, yeah, this is Smash. Uh, but they come with their helmets as well. Get a good look at the uh, face. That That's actually, like, really good for 1989, 1990. Yeah. So the helmets come with the tag team packs that we'll talk about later on. Right. As these single action figures for the first series, they do not come with them. But Smash appears later on. We'll talk about that when the time comes. Right. I will say it's a little weird with this uh, elbow pad kind of just like at the top of his bicep for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) I keep looking at that, but... uh, One thing that I think they did really good with was they painted his tongue. Yes, they could could have just left that, but they didn't, and that's good. But same thing, we have axe, helmet off, and they did do a great job on the face paint and everything. Yeah. And same thing, he has his tongue painted as well. Yep. So he has the uh, gorilla press like Hogan. Mine's weird, though. His arms go all the way back after I do it. (laughs) (laughs) So I got to fix that later. But, Uh, you know, and then we saw some other unique actions on some of these figures, uh, like Ultimate Warrior and Brutus Beefcake. Right. So these were the jumpers and pretty much jumper is their whole torso goes down, springs up. It looks cooler when you put them on the ground and actually do it and they fly up. I promise. But, uh, you know, you were talking about the ultimate warrior and how it said is that he's the intercontinental champion on his first wave, his first card on the back. Now, what's funny about that is like, you see the weight belt above the trunks here on warrior. It originally wasn't supposed to be a weight belt. It was supposed to be the Intercontinental title. Yeah. Until it was changed. And I'm kind of glad they did change it because it would have been weird having that on there. Yeah, it really would have. It would have looked weird, but I've, I've seen custom people do it. and they, It actually turns out pretty good looking. Right. And then you got the pink uh, knee pads, neon green and white tassels. On the back, they even did put the, uh, the little warrior uh, logo right underneath the weight belt. And this is his face. Take a long, long good look at his face. He's an angry little guy. 
But. Now, the interesting thing about this warrior, Justin, is there is an actual prototype variant of what the face paint was going to be, I believe, on series on this series figure. Now, let me guess on what it was. Was it like how the uh, tall Hasbro's, the talking ones, uh, that warrior has on his cheek? Or is it like, different colors? Now, I had black and red in it. I remember that. Really? It was either this one or it was, it was uh, the next series warrior. I, I have to look into it, but I know there was a variant in the face paint on one of them. I'll right. look into it and we'll get back to it. Yeah. Now let's but see beefcake. We have beefcake. Uh, with the first shears. appearance. Beefcake. Yeah, this uh, this has the uh, the shears with the red handles. We'll see different ones later on, but uh, pink gear. He has the little uh, black areas there on the decals, the white boots. And let me just move the shears a bit so you can see. There's his face. That's actually like a perfect beefcake face for a series one. Looks exactly like the studio shot, honestly. Yeah. Great figures. Great figures all around. Now, Justin, <clears throat> these figures were released in a lot of countries. But the most interesting out of them all, of where they were released, in my opinion, Was in French Canadian provinces. They're known as dual language cards. They're both in French and they're both in American. Now, the series five and up of series one, as you see all right here, are a little harder to find. Uh, anyone who knows, you know, when it comes to collecting the dual language cards, they're not easy to find. So to find them as a five and up is even harder. Justin, how many do you think I have? Out of series one? In the dual language. I'm going to show them off so the fans can see them. I'm trying to think of the ones you've told me. I'm going to say... I'm going to say four altogether. You are wrong. Was it six? It is indeed. And I'm That's going... my initial guess, too. <laughs> so I'm going to show off the first one I ever got. Now, I'm sure you're going to say how... The first one I bought actually came out of uh, New Zealand. That's not like Quebec. That's not even Canada. But the first one's Hulk Hogan. Okay. So you see how it's in French and in American? Right. And then you turn to the back. And again, it's all both French and American. Now, here's the interesting thing, though, Justin, when it comes to these, because these are in four and up also, and I'll, I'll showcase that in a second, too. I want you to look at the back of the card, Justin. Those are not Series 1 figures. No, not, not at all. <laughs> so these were released after. And they still did them as five and up and four and up. Now, I know a lot of people out there Justin, I know that there's a lot of people out there saying there is absolutely no way that this can be real. So, right. Justin, I'll show you my five and up. Can you see the ages? I do. You can see the back. It's got both French and American. 
This one yeah. though actually has the series one, all the series ones on the back. Now, just to prove that they made these in four and up also, here's the same figure, Justin. What's that age say? Looks like that says four and up. Both French and American on the back. Yep. And, and that's all. <laughs> so that's just to prove the point that they made them in both ages. Right. Now, the, the, the hard part for me, Justin, is I cannot confirm when it comes to the dual language if Akeem and Big Bossman had biocard variants. Because this is the only Akeem I've ever seen. Five and up. Yep. Here's the back. No tape. No mention of being in a tag team as the Twin Towers. Mm -hmm. Now, now again, four and up, big boss man, dual language. No mention of Twin Towers. And Justin, since I have shown off the, the dual language, Here's the next one I got from a good friend named Gary Lutz, the cat man, cat daddy himself. And this is macho. Oh, yeah, it's the macho man. Yeah. Honestly, that's such an iconic like figure, too, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah, 100%. Now, since we are uh, since we're on the topic of Macho Man, that iconic figure, I'm just gonna pull him up quick and talk about him. So, the one thing that does bother me on this Macho Man is his wrist tape is molded, but it's not painted. Hmm. Which bothers the hell out of me, seeing as it's there, but it's like invisible. Yeah. Now, another thing is I'm looking through the uh, the Hasbro Maniacs Guide to Hasbro's. It actually does have the Macho Man Series One, and his fit his wrist tape is painted. Yeah, but as we know, and we'll talk about it later, the J.C. Penny uh, exclusive Macho Man that came with the ring with Hogan with the uh, lime green trunks that had the wrist tape painted and it was the same mold. I like that macho, by the way. Yeah. I, I, I wish that did come out. Cause I would love, actually, I'm glad they made a retro of it. Right. Yeah. So at least we do have some semblance of it. And we'll talk about those at one point too, once we get through we'll this uh, massive series. So Justin, I got two more to showcase. Absolutely. And this is Ravishing Rick Rude. There we go. Now, the last one I have, Justin. Is rather expensive. 
there's a foreign up of this figure currently right now going for about $1,300. Andre, oh shit. One of the most expensive Hasbros you will find is the dual language. Andre the Giant. Now, do you think that partially has something to do with the fact that it is dual language in French and American? 100%. Because it is Andre? I have the five and up. I have actually... I have... How many do I have? I have three five and up Andre the Giants in American cards. I have one five and up dual language Andre the Giant. I never paid anywhere near what I paid for. I probably paid for two Americans for what I paid for this one. Wow. Or more. I might have paid all three might have equaled this, to be honest with you. That's insane. Now. As a collector, the one thing I don't do, Justin, is I don't get the five and up card signed. They have a little more special meaning to me. Uh, I have a full set of series one, five and up on their own, all the bio card variants, all the differences, which is this wall. And then this wall starts my full Hasbro collection of series one starting at four and up my dual language i have tried to keep it just strictly the five and up for the dual language but i saw some of the four and up that piqued my interest and knew that i had to pick them up for purposes like this video to showcase that there are different ages now one of the things that a lot of people have asked me justin when it comes to the five and up in series one is does it matter with the Spanish cards, the Italian cards, with the five and up and the four and up. And to be honest, the answer is really no. No one's really paid attention. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the Spanish five and up ultimate warrior that said he was the, the WWF Intercontinental Championship. It was an extremely beat up card and I sold it for like a hundred bucks. So, so the answer is no, it doesn't make a difference. Right. More people collect the American card than they do the other languages. Even in other countries, and I, why I don't know, but that, you know, it's what people do, it's whatever. So um, this is my favorite series in the Hasbro line, 100%. It was the first. And it's the best, in my opinion. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going through the entire series. So make sure you watch us on YouTube.com slash Perks on the Top Rope. And you listen to the podcast, uh, whether it be Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Podbay, Red Circle, you name it. We're there. It's Perched on the Top Rope. That's the brand we're under. But we are Perched on the Top Shelf. Justin, do you have a favorite in this line? So I do. Uh, I'll get into it in one sec, but we did miss a few because I do still have three sitting here. All right. Uh, yeah, we have Ravishing Rick Rude. And can we just agree this is the yeah. most awkward fucking pose in the Hasbro line? It's the worst. <laughs> what the like, fuck were they thinking? <laughs> like, for him, it looks good because he was a muscular dude. Look, we're, yeah, you can kind of play with it and you can do the, the flex and the bicep and everything, but... And his finishing move was a neck breaker, so that arm movement's okay, right. at least. But this fucking thing... Yeah, I, you can't... What, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> I know it's supposed to be like you have him in the headlock and you're kind of, you know, taking the fist to him and... Yeah, you're fisting him, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like... What the fuck, man? It's recruited. For some reason in, in the 80s and the 90s, they could never get the fucking right pose for Rick Rude. His LJN, he's got his hands on his hips. Can't do any fucking thing. 
He's just a board, pretty much. Yeah, that, you, you, you literally can't do anything with him. He's like, yeah. Um, and then we have Jake the Snake Roberts. This I, was cool. Yeah, this was cool. I, I like this one. I don't know about the action. I don't know how you feel about it, but... I mean, let me put it to you this way. If you're able to give guys this for their arm, why can't you give it for the man whose finishing move is a fucking DDT? Right. <laughs> I, look, I can get you want to have him hold the snake and like kind of wrap it around and everything, but... Yeah. Yeah. But it's a cool Jake. The, the design on the trunk or the tights are really cool. They did their best to kind of recreate the snakeskin boots and everything. Yeah. And this was actually uh, released as a Mattel Elite in the Legends line recently, within the last year or so. Yes, a remake to the Hasbro. Love to see it. And speaking of Hasbros that have been remade into Mattel Legends Elites, we have the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase with the Million Dollar Championship. And isn't it kind of fucking interesting that we get this Million Dollar title before we get the actual Winged Eagle title? I'm I'm just saying because I'm sure these came out before the ring did. <laughs> yeah, they they did. So we get the million dollar title at first out of anything. <laughs> the figures came out, then the ring came out, and then they started all that. But while you bring that up, oh, there it is. There's the belt he's talking about, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, and that's your first chance at it because it doesn't come with any of the Series 1 figures. Because if you look on the back, it's right there. Right. Uh, This is a sealed, never taken out of the box, never opened ring. All in there. But I mean, yeah. I can't wait to talk about it because when you look, it's all the series one people. Right. You know, you got rude warrior and Hogan slamming, slamming macho man. Oh yeah, brother. So really we can talk about the ring because it's technically, I guess I would say part of series one. Yeah, fuck it. We're already on the topic. Let's talk about it. Um, This particular one that I have is the round posts. Now, if we're going to talk about the rings, there was technically three rings that came out. And we're going to talk about just the variant to this one. We'll talk about the other ring when it comes out. Right. So this, and again, Justin, this is... This is how I know that it didn't come out at the same time as the is the first release of the figures. What's that age say? Four and up. There you go. Didn't come out during the first release. So here in America, we got two different rings. They were both blue for this series. One had round posts at the top, you know, like where you put the American flag or where you would have Macho Man try and do his elbow drop. Right. Then they went a different route with the ring posts and did them square. So your figures, some of them like Macho Man, Warrior, and Beefcake could stand on them. And they were just like a little square that, you know, instead of the round. Yeah, nice little uh, platform for them. Yeah. The ring itself came with a lot. You know, for, for what the ring was, as Justin's been waving around the American flag that comes with it. You get like a little announcing stage. You get the steel steps. You know, it's all attached, but, you know, it's still really cool. You know... Right. We didn't, you know, the LJN ring didn't even have like as much as, as this. It was just the ring and the ropes. Yeah. The turnbuckle pads 
you know, you wrap the 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 rope around, and it was the red, the white, and the blue. I will say this. I hate those fucking styles for uh, turnbuckles with the LJN and Hasbro rings. So they are a little pain in the butt, you know, it when is you're trying a to do it. Pain in the ass to get those ropes through. <laughs> yeah. Um, and as you can see right here, you've got your you've got your championship belt. Which uh, in a few weeks, I think on this show, Justin, we're going to reveal... Let's do it. Let's fucking do it. Maybe we'll reveal uh, something new. We should. To the show. In a couple of weeks, though. Yes. So this ring is big. You can fit a lot of figures in the ring, Justin. Actually, you can see in the background, I believe Justin has his ring right there. Uh, Yeah, you might be able to see it, actually. It's to the side. It's that little blue rectangle up there. So, fans, if you've seen from my Hasbro bar, you can fit a lot of action figures in the rings, which made it really fun as a kid to have Royal Rumbles. It was awesome. So, you have two different rings. 12 figures. They went all out with this because not only was Hasbro producing these action figures. They started producing bigger ones. Like this guy. Now you can see on the back, him and Warrior were the two that came out. Yep. Now the Warrior had a whole different look compared to the series one Hogan that we saw in the Hasbro's because this Hogan is pretty much the same minus the fists. They talk, they have different things. I've never pulled the string, by the way, I've never pulled the string. I I would not advise you to pull that string. It's I'm not going to, I'm going to put them right back. (laughs) Do not take that chance. And oh yeah, the carrying case. You're going to your friend's house. You need to carry your figures and something, right? Right. Shoeboxes won't do. No, no, not for your Hasbro's. (laughs) Your Hasbro's are too special. Right. Again, this is the best line, Justin's American. I think I'm one of the fabulous Rougeau brothers right now. I'm an all-American boy. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, do you have a favorite figure in this line? So yeah, I'm actually gonna do my favorite and my least favorite. Actually, I think we should. I, I should have said this to you before we went on the air. I think we should put figure of the week on hiatus for this series. Yes. And instead do our favorite figure and then our least favorite or one that we think they could have improved on. I agree. So it's fucking hard for this series, man. Honestly, I think I'm going to say my favorite is Big Boss, man. Okay. I, I really do like it. Like, I'll, I'll put it close up to the camera again. The sunglasses, the face is perfect. The gear looks great. You got the nightstick. Just awesome. And my least favorite, honestly, man, I'm going to say Rick Rude. Fair. Not that it's like a terrible figure or anything, but it's like the pose just kind of throws it off for me, the action. And I don't know. I think they could have found something better to give Rick Rude. Okay. What do you think? Who, who's your uh, who's your favorite? Mine's two, and it stems from October fourth. Again, I, believe, I was turning, I was turning four or five, maybe even six. Mm-hmm. It was nineteen ninety. It would have been six. No, it would have been five. 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 <laughs> so. Uh, 
Hulk Hogan and the Big Boss Man are my two favorites. They were the first two I got as a kid. When I started watching wrestling again and wanting to get into collecting figures again, uh, Hulk Hogan and the Big Boss Man were the first two I got for that reason. Yeah, and there's another look at Hogan, too. Again, yeah. Iconic figure, Hulk rules on there and everything. It's Yeah. I mean, you, you see Hogan with the tank top and the, the yellow and red re- released a few times, just different actions and actions and everything, but you can't deny the Hulk rules is the iconic one. Yeah, you, you cannot. And my least favorite, Justin, I'm on your side. It's that Rick Rude. Okay. Yeah, for me, it was either Rick Rude or Akeem, but I think I had to give it to Rick Rude. I I just felt like there's more expectations for Rick Rude. Yeah, especially considering all the different styles of ring gear he would wear. You know, I you you, you didn't expect a generic, oh, let's just reverse Jake the Snake Roberts scheme. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, like the gear is bad, but compared to everything else you've seen Rick Rude wear, it's just like, yeah, yeah, you know. And, and this was just, I don't. The hair looks funny to me. Like you can tell they tried doing like basically his Jerry curl, but it just looks mm-hmm. like I don't know. It just it doesn't look it right. It really. looks like uh, leaping Lanny Poffo when you think about it. Yeah, yeah, right. What is WWF? Or like fucking Nacho Libre. Right. You know. Oh my god! Now I'm not going to be able to get that out of my head. I hate. Why the fuck does why Why the fuck does Jack Black have a Hasbro? All right. <laughs> Come on. Oh my god! I I can't stop seeing that now. I. As soon as that you like really put it up to the screen, I looked at it. I go, holy shit. I can't believe what I'm looking at. <laughs> and I would also say that the Rick Root is the one that needs the most improvement. Definitely. For the reason picking it to being the worst. Yeah, like like I said, I have a little nitpick about the macho man not having the wrist tape painted, and then Akeem is just kind of there, but I still think he looks really good. But it's like it's Akeem. It, you kind of ex- you don't expect much, you know. Yeah, no, you don't at all. You really don't. It's With Rick uh, Rude, by the time this came out, he was, you know, challenging Warrior for the title at SummerSlam. So Yeah. <laughs> they could have had a lot of fun with that, especially with the gear and everything. Right. It's all right. You know, they're they were limited to what they could do. It's not like, you know, the WWE elites. You know, they're very intricate, but it's fine. Yeah. But all, all, all in all, like, great fucking series, man. Like, just stars from top to bottom and all these, you know, figures, like, have some kind of place in every Hasbro collector's heart, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, when you go back and you look through all of them, it's not about they could have picked this guy, they could have picked that guy. Series one, they nailed it perfectly. Yeah, like these were the all stars at that time. Like these yeah. were the guys. Yeah, they were the cream of the crop. Hey, ooh yeah. Where's my wrist tape? <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, ladies and gentlemen, next week, I'm perched on the top shelf. We're going to review series two of the Hasbro line. We're going to review all the Hasbro lines week by week. At the end of the entire series, Justin, I believe you have some a couple of things an episode planned. Yeah, so the last week, I think after we do series 11 and everything, I think we go more into depth with the rings, the talking Hasbros, you know, like the miscellaneous stuff, the stuff that really isn't in the main Hasbro line, but it is attached in some kind of way. And that includes the Wrestle Buddies. Right. Which I had also, and I have a few. So we'll be able to showcase those. We'll talk more about the talking dude, Hogan, that I showed earlier. We'll, 
we'll even talk about the big toy chest in that episode too. So fans, make sure you stick around for this Hasbro series. It's going to be really good. And I think we went into quite a bit of depth today on just series one alone. Now, the major figuring wrestling podcast did this all in one episode. We can't get this done in one episode. There's one four hours long. We've already gone, ladies and gentlemen, an hour just on series one. And realistically, I could go even longer. Right. You know, pinpointing each of the five and up series one, which one has the lighter blue compared to which ones don't, because not all of series one of the five and up are all the same light blue. They actually transcend as they go down into the dark blue that you see in the four and up, which is really, really interesting. I might be able to showcase it a little bit, Justin. Let me know if you can really tell. Yes, there's the lightest blue. And then I'll kind of try to pinpoint where it starts. It looks like that one becomes darker at Macho Man. It does. Yep. Because look at... Then that one gets darker. And there's Andre. And they just get darker. They just get darker as it goes down the line. Oh, yeah. Here, ladies and gentlemen, here's a sneak peek of all my classics. Jesus. It's madness. It's madness. This uh, fucking collecting gig does for us. (laughs) And this is just one room, by the way. I've got another one downstairs for you all to see. He's he's not lying, folks. (laughs) That will come. When we talk WWE elites, when we go series one to 99 that they're at right now, but by the time we get to it, they'll probably be oh, that is going to be a long marathon. <laughs> That's going to be a long series, ladies and gentlemen, because to be honest with you, series one through 10 is honestly the best, right? Just saying, just saying, but we'll get to that when the time comes. So, Justin, Series 1 overall, how do you want to wrap this up? How do you think, what do you think of Series 1 overall leading into Series 2? Yeah, man, like I said, like, it's an iconic set. I think they picked the perfect people to start with. At the time this was released, like, these were the guys. These were the all-stars in the WBF. You know, Warrior had just won the title, as we talked about, or was getting ready to win the world title. The mega powers had just exploded. Uh, Andre was still at the top of the card. Ted DiBiase was kind of upper mid card at that point with Andre. And Demolition, at that time, longest reigning tag team champions. Uh, Brutus, because he's Brutus. Uh, big Boss Man, Akeem, because you already put the Big Boss Man in and you didn't want to make Akeem upset. But, uh, yeah, man, they picked all the right people. And even Jake, I didn't even mention him, but... You know, it's Jake Roberts. <laughs> yeah, this was a great series. Definitely. And for me, it's the sentimental value of this series that gets me. It's what started me buying these figures as a kid or my parents buying them for me. And it's the series that started me into collecting. Uh, the wrestling action figures. So ladies and gentlemen, make sure you tune in to Perched on the Top Shelf. For next week, we talk series two of the WWF Hasbro line. New faces. Maybe a familiar one or two pop up. But just like these series five, these series one, five and up, figures the first release if it's not in a case you ain't got a chase so ladies and gentlemen make sure you tune in to perched on the top shelf on the perched on the top rope youtube channel it's youtube.com slash perched on the top rope make sure you check out the perch correspondent justin Largito on his vlog and check out his latest episode of him attending a new japan pro wrestling show 
Yeah, I, I said it. New Japan Pro Wrestling, he's wearing the shirt. Oh, yes. It's YouTube.com and Justin We Trust. Make sure you listen to this episode and all our other episodes regarding the action figure world. Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Podbay, Red Circle, you name it. We are there podcasting, perched on the top rope. You can follow us on Mm -hmm. Facebook at facebook.com slash perched on the top rope. You can find us on TikTok at TikTok uh, perched on the top rope podcast. You can find us on Twitter perched top rope. But while you're at it, make sure you go follow us on TikTok at perched on the top rope. Why? Well, we recreate Selena scenes of the greatest moments in professional wrestling history. Not only do we do that, but ladies and gentlemen, you can watch the Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan. This Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan, get humped by a dog. That's right. This Kevin Sullivan, so you can see this Kevin Sullivan, see that face? Humped by a dog. TikTok perched on the top rope. Roll, roll. Oh, God, you just got me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, ladies and gentlemen, if it's not a case, you don't have a chase. We're out.